Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Oh, Father God, thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Good after, Good evening. Amen. This is Susan Bizzle. Amen. The trumpeter. Amen. Lifting up my voice like a trumpet and sounding the alarm. Crying loud and sparing not. Amen. Good morning. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. This is this is Susan Bizzell coming to you this morning. Amen. This blessed, this great morning. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. February. February the 28th. The year of 2001. My goodness. I bless God. We are down today, tomorrow in the morning. God bless us if he does not return. Amen. Tomorrow, tomorrow we, we will be entering March the 1st, the first day of the of another month in 2021. Amen. If we're going by the American calendar, praise Jesus. And I tell you what, I'm excited about it. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Last year, this time I was in Southern California. Amen. And we were... Uh, learning about the coronavirus. Amen. Some people knew about it, but we were just becoming to learn about it. Amen. And I thank God that we're coming up on a whole year and that I'm still here and you're still here. And we're happy about that thing this morning. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. I come this morning. Amen. And I'm going to be bringing the David C. Cook Sunday, Sunday school lesson this morning. Um, glory be to God. Hallelujah. We're still studying about um, Joseph and his family and how God sent Joseph down to Egypt to save them. Amen. So many people are being discouraged and, and giving up on God. Hallelujah. But who promised you? Tell me one scripture where God promised you. That there would be no trouble. Hallelujah. As a matter of fact, my Bible lets me know many are the afflictions of the righteous. But the Lord deliver us from them all. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Oh, my God. I got some David and Nicole Binion playing in the background. I don't own the rights to that music. So let me just go ahead and turn that down this morning so we can get ready to pray and jump right into our lesson amen we thank and we praise you father god for this morning we just bless you lord in the name of jesus we thank you for all your benefits hallelujah in the name of jesus god we give you glory oh there's none like you nobody 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 like you father god for you have the plan for our life father god and your thoughts towards us are, are good and not evil to give us an expected end. And God, we thank you. We praise you, Lord God. I decrease that you might increase in the name of Jesus. And God, I thank you and I just praise you, God. You are worthy of all praise, glory, and honor. You are great, God, and greatly to be praised. This is our prayer. Touch those that are listening, God. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, 
Father, you said your word would not would not return unto you void, but it would accomplish that that it was sent to do. And God, I thank you and I praise you. And this is what my I'm praying this morning. And I'm asking God to touch those that are sick, those that are hurting God, those that are unsaved, God. Oh God, that this word would go out and penetrate hearts, Father, as it penetrated mine when I was studying. This is my prayer in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, in Jesus' name. Amen. Glory be to God. We're going to be talking today. Hallelujah. Glory be to God about victorious love. Who know what? Who got the victory this morning? Amen. Victory is mine this morning. Hallelujah. Victory, victory, victory is mine. Because in these lessons, we are talking about love, having love for one another. Amen. And how about, you know, in this time, we need to have love for one another. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Victorious love. Hallelujah. Our devotional reading is Psalms 51. And our background scriptures. Uh, Genesis 42. Hallelujah. Victorious, victorious love. Yes. Come on, let's read a little bit in Psalms 51. And, and some of us are familiar with Psalms 51 and some may not be. Um, it's a song of David after the prophet was sent to him. Um, David uh, took another man's wife and she got pregnant and he had him sent to the front line of battle and he was killed. And so this is David's prayer of repentance and, and supplication and seeking the mercy of God. Amen. How about, you know, we all fall short of the glory of God because see, men are not our standard. Amen. You might say, well, I, I'm doing better than than my grandfather did, but your grandfather is not your standard. Hallelujah. God's word is our standard and he sent Jesus. Hallelujah. And Jesus is our great example and our standard. Well, I'm doing better than my pastor's doing. Your pastor is not your standard. Glory be to God. Your pastor, your pastor is not your standard. Well, my sister, you know, she's still drinking and she's doing this and I'm not doing it. I want you to understand today that even though we are epistles read by men daily, even though we can see one another, even though we are told to let our light shine so others could see our, see our good works and glorify the Father, even though we have all of that in Scripture, I, you, when, you, when we stand before a holy God, we are going to be held accountable, not by people's standard, but by God's standard. Amen. Amen. And I'm glad about that. Hallelujah. Because that works for our benefit. Hallelujah. Because God's standard ain't changed over the years. Hallelujah. There's a pastor um, in Selma, North Carolina at Mount Livingstone. And her name is uh, Pastor Betty Lee. And she preached a message years and years and years ago. Amen. Over 20 years ago. And she preached a message. There's a deadly mixture in the pot. 
Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. A deadly mixture. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. And today we are seeing it reveal itself more and more and more and more. Hallelujah. A deadly mixture in the pot. Either it's holy or it's unholy. Either it's clean or it's unclean. There's not, it, it ain't, it ain't half and half. Cause then that means it's lukewarm. And he said, if you be lukewarm, I'll spew you out. Glory be to God. Let's get into this word today. Psalms 51. Hallelujah. Have mercy upon me, O God, according to thy loving kindness. And I am reading from the King James Version. According unto the multitude of thy tender mercies, blot out my transgressions. Wash me thoroughly from my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. For I acknowledge my God, my transgressions, and my sin is ever before me. Against thee, thee only have I sinned and done this evil in thy sight, that thou mightest be justified when thou speakest, and be clear when thou judgest. Behold, I was shaping in iniquity, and in sin did my mother conceive me. Behold, thou desirest truth in the inward parts, and in the hidden part thou shalt make me to know wisdom. My God. Purge me with hyssop, and I shall be clean. Wash me, and I shall be whiter than snow. Make me to hear joy and gladness, that the bones which thou hast broken may rejoice. Hide thy face from my sins, and blot out all my iniquities. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from thy presence, my Father. And take not thy Holy Spirit from me. Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation and uphold me with thy free spirit. Lord, have mercy. Then, after God, you cleanse me, you forgive me, you clean me, you restore me. Hallelujah. You don't take your Holy Spirit from me, Father. If you do all of these things, then, hallelujah, will I teach transgressors thy ways and sinners shall be converted unto thee deliver me from blood guiltiness O god thou god of my salvation and my tongue shall sing aloud of thy righteousness O lord open thy my lips and my mouth shall show forth thy praise for thou desireth not sacrifice you can't get no money and get rid of sin hallelujah else would i give it thou desirest not in burnt offerings. The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and a contrite heart. Oh God, thou will not despise. Do good in thy good pleasure unto Zion. Build thou the walls of Jerusalem. Then shall thou be pleased with the sacrifices of the righteous, with burnt offerings and whole burnt offerings. Then shall thou offer bullocks upon that altar. Hallelujah. This is so key. And we see this today. We cannot, oh my God, we cannot be in sin. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. And then trying to teach other people 
they about their transgressions. That's what's going on now. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. The wicked can't teach the righteous. The oh my God. The wicked can't teach about righteousness. Hallelujah. The wicked can't tell you about this. Hallelujah. Because once we fall, hallelujah. If we fall from grace, we got to be restored. Hallelujah. We see here with Psalms 51. We see the plea of forgiveness. We see the plea for cleansing. See, because now that he has forgiven me, I need to be cleansed. I need to, Lord have mercy. I need to be restored. I need to be made whole. Glory be to God. I'm reminded in the, oh, I'm excited this morning. I'm reminded in the scripture. Lord have mercy. I'm reminded in the scripture. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. When Jesus told Peter, he said, Satan desired to sift you as wheat. He said, but I prayed for you that your faith would not fail. He said, and when you are converted, my God, strengthen thy brethren. Hallelujah. Because you can't strengthen nobody when you down in the ditch in sin. Oh, my God. When you got your mouth full of vomit like the dog did, went back and ate up stuff. Who can you encourage? Who can you strengthen? Oh, my God. You can't. How are you going to rebuke devils? Hallelujah. How are you going to get a prayer answer? Because the only prayer that's going to be that you need to pray now is the song is a prayer like David prayed. Now, King David, he was the king. Hallelujah. And if we say that the, that the oil ran down Aaron's head and onto his, uh, through his beard and onto his garments, and we say the blessings of God flow from the pastor down to the, the members in the church, then if the pastor, hallelujah, gets over into sin, hallelujah, into iniquity, and there is no repentance. There is no cleansing. You can't just, before you get ready to preach, Lord, forgive me, such, 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 such. No, there needs to be a restoration needs to take place. A conversion needs to take place. I'm, oh my God. Hallelujah. Because now I got to get rid of that and I got to get back in that place with God where I was at. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Uh, it's just right in the house. It's right anyhow. I remember when I was in church and I remember I was I was young and, and I was divorced. And so I was single now. And I remember when I was in fornication. Amen. Yes. As a preacher. Yes. And I was and I got set down. Hallelujah. But that was the greatest thing that could ever happen to me because it taught me something. Hallelujah. When King David went to get the ark back and he didn't bring it back the way God told him to bring it back. Hallelujah. It taught him something. Hallelujah. It was good that I'd been afflicted. Hallelujah. It was good that I got set down. It was good regardless of what the motives was. It was good for me because it's trained my spirit. Hallelujah. And when I look back, other people that didn't, Hallelujah. But I look at where I am now. <clears throat> See, because the other people was not my standard. They're not your standard. They're not my standard. Hallelujah. Because if they are my standard, when they fall, then I would fall. Ah. See, because the children of Israel were dependent on the priest to live right. Because if he went back there, he wasn't living right. He failed it. Oh my God. 
But my Bible lets me know, my God, when Jesus was, when Jesus was crucified, that the, that the, the veil in the temple was rent in two. And now I can go behind the veil for myself. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. There's no other name named in heaven or in earth that whereby men can be saved other than the name of Jesus Christ. My God. And if we go back to a person and we, we wrong them, we sinned against them and we ask them for their forgiveness, that does not put us right back in right standing with God. The Bible lets us know in Matthew 6 and 33, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these other things will be added unto you. See, cause you teaching people to seek wealth. See, cause money ain't got nothing to do with sin. You can't buy your way out of this. Oh my God. Hallelujah. Because we got great destinies. Hallelujah. Great, great destinies. We got our family members. Hallelujah. We got our children and grandchildren. And we need to be paving a path to them, leaving a legacy of holiness and righteousness, a legacy. Hallelujah. Like Jesus did. People still talking about Jesus and the great works that he did. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. What kind of legacy are you going to leave for your family, for your loved ones? Hallelujah. We see bishops dying. We see pastors leaving the scene. Hallelujah. In this here changing of the guard. But my question is, what type of legacy are you leaving? What do I want to be remembered by? Do I want to be remembered by the woman that was that was always in sin, the woman that was doing this, the woman that was doing that, or do I want my children to to remember me as the this woman that was praying that no matter what happened, this woman she always survived, she grew, she thrived in God. Hallelujah! She taught us what was right. Glory be to God. She stood for what was right. We can't do nothing about the past. That's why we have to pray for forgiveness. Hallelujah. And be restored. Hallelujah. Ah, my God. Hallelujah. There's got to be a conversion that has to go on now. Glory be to God. You got to go back and you got to wash at the brazen lava. You got to go back and clean because you are outside of the temple now. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. You can't offer up prayers for me because you outside. Hallelujah. Because your sin has separated you from God. Hallelujah. And see here, Lord have mercy. David, King David, God sent the prophet to King David. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. And when King David thought it was somebody else, he was very wroth. Oh, this person that did this, they should be this and this and this should happen. But what about when we find out that it's us? Do we still want the same penalty? Glory be to God. There's a there's a spirit that's moving that that wants to that everybody be included. But let me let you know something today. It don't matter what the Supreme Court say. It don't matter what the president say. Don't matter what your pastor say. Don't matter what what somebody that you saw. Hallelujah on on Facebook or social media say. Don't matter what you see nobody on TV say. Hallelujah. God got a standard. Hallelujah. And every man gonna be judged according to that standard. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Just because you go to a church 
building and church. Be careful because that church is an adjective. Hallelujah. That don't mean that you are part of the church because there ain't but one church and that's the body of Christ. And Jesus is the head of it. Well, why is Jesus the head of it? Because he's the one that died for it. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Yes, God. Getting things in order. Huh? You wonder why the COVID is here. You wonder why this is happening. You wonder why the economy happening. Because God is trying to tell us something. Get your house in order. People leaving here every day, over 500,000 plus in just America, just not for anything else, just for the COVID. And those are just the ones that's been reported that have died. And that's just the ones that have been properly reported. We ain't got time to be trying to play. Well, as long as I'm doing better than Sister Sarah doing, I'm all right. Because let me let you know, think about it like this. If you go to Planet Fitness, okay, where that's supposed to be a judge-free zone, and you see somebody working out, they may be 200 pounds overweight. You may be 50 pounds overweight. You And your doctor told you you need to get that weight off. You can't now say, well, I'm doing better than that lady doing, so I don't need to do nothing. Because she's not your standard. You got a health condition, and your doctor is telling you this is what you need to do. You ain't got nothing to do with what she's supposed to be doing. It's trying to find excuses. Trying to look to other people to be my standard. To make me feel comfortable with where I am, knowing I ain't in the right place with God. Why don't we let God's word be the standard? Why don't we let Jesus be the standard? Hallelujah. We are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses. Why am I going to let, well, I'm doing better than, than the prostitute doing, or I'm doing better than the drug dealer doing. Well, I'm doing better than they doing over there. Why not? Oh my God. Hallelujah. Jesus being our great example. Because man is limited. If we were not limited and we could do it all right, then we wouldn't need Jesus to come. Glory be to God. This day, this day, this day, February 28th, the year of 2021, this day, make up in your mind that you're going to be right. You're going to live to the standard of God. That's a higher standard than the standard that man got. Anything go. Yesterday I saw a, a, a little clip. Somebody had made a golden statue of Trump. Did it shock you? No, it didn't shock me. <laughs> it didn't shock me. Did it, did it trouble my spirit? No, it did not trouble my spirit. <laughs> because these are just the times that we're in. <laughs> this is just times that we're in. You see, because Trump is not my standard. That's just noise and clatter, loud sounding symbols. 
There ain't no power there. You see, that's just a distraction. He's not my God. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Yes, sir. When I was in trouble, my God, hallelujah. I'm trying to teach a Sunday school lesson, y'all. But when I was in trouble, I didn't even know nothing about him. Glory be to God. On the way to a burning hell. He, I didn't even know what he, I didn't even know him. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Ah, yes, sir. So we have to, we, we have to go to God. Hallelujah. Because there's no man that can forgive my sin. He may can say, I forgive you for what you did to me. But he cannot take away the, 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 the biblical law. Hallelujah. Of sin. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus. He, if I, if, if and I say, well, uh, mama, forgive me. Daddy, forgive me. Sister, forgive me. Brother, forgive me. They can say, well, baby, I forgive you. But that has nothing to do with me having to get before God. Because now I got to be washed again. Oh, my they, uh, Lord have mercy called when I was young and I was in church, there was a hymn that said, are you washed in the blood of the lamb? And I would ask you a question today. Are you washed in the blood of the lamb? Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Are you washed in the blood of the lamb? Hallelujah. Glory. Ah, yes, Lord. The Bible lets us know, come and let us reason together. That's what the Lord was saying. Hallelujah. Ah, yes, God. Hallelujah. Man is not the standard. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Hey, yes, sir. Jesus coming back for a ready church. One without spot or wrinkle. And don't you be fooled. Just because you go to the church building. Because people are going to hell from the pews. That don't mean that you in God. Hallelujah. There's supposed to be a change. A new creature in Christ. Glory be to God. And as we get into this word victorious love. We're going to see the transformation. Hallelujah. Because when we, when we operate all of our spiritual gifts, everything, and Pastor Paul, he said over there in 1 Corinthians 12 and 13, and he's talking about that. He said, but all of these gifts, let me show you something that's even greater. And it's talking about charity and love. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Ah, let's get on into the word. Our background scripture today will be Genesis chapter 42. And remember, I will be reading from the King James Version. Genesis 42. My God. Hallelujah. Yes, yes. Glory be to God. And we're going to find out 
that Joseph, the one that was sold into slavery and, and, and sent down into Egypt, hallelujah, by his brothers. <laughs> we ain't talking about people the way someone else came by and just kidnapped him. No, by his brothers. But his brothers were not his standard. I don't care who your family is. I could care less what your last name is. Your family is not your standard. That is not your standard. My great-great-grandmother was a pastor. That's great, but she's not your standard. God is your standard. Oh, my God. Let's see what's happening with Joseph and his brothers as the plot thickens. Hallelujah. Talking about victorious love. Do you have the victory today? Glory be to God. We ain't got to try to get the victory. We already got the victory. Hallelujah. When we allow God's word to be our standard. Glory be to God. Stop being down on this level when we should be up there. Hallelujah. Because we're supposed to desire spiritual gifts. If ye then be risen again. Hallelujah. Seek those things that are above where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. Hallelujah. Ah, yes, Lord. And he has caused us to sit in heavenly places with Christ. Hallelujah. So this world is not our standard. My God. Matter of fact, he look how many times he tells us don't even be, don't even love the world. My God. Let's go over here and see. What's happening in Joseph's life? Genesis 42. Here we are seeing, we keep talking about the track. Uh, Joseph is being put through a process. Okay. He's, he's going through a process and he's going through transition. And when he's going through, he went from his father's house with the coat of many colors. Then he was sold it. That stripped off. They stripped that off and he was sold into slavery. And then Potiphar bought him and put him in clothes. Put him over all his house. We know Potiphar's wife, hallelujah, and her evil. She, she was just evil. And she, uh, tried to, she wanted to have sex with him and he didn't want to have sex with him. And one day she trapped him in the house and he fled. The, and, you let, and this is something that's so interesting because the Bible lets us know, flee fornication. Why are you going to keep just being there? Flee fornication. Amen. And all these sexual perversion, all of these sins, because uh, he was married, so there would have been adultery. But he had he fled that. Because that was not his standard. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. He might have been a slave in that house. A servant. But that wasn't his standard. Amen. And so she took his, she grabbed his coat. His robe. And she told her husband, you know, he did this. He tried to rape me, this, this. And so Potiphar stripped him. 
and put him in prison. And so we see these transitions that are going on. And when we look back over our lives, we see different transitions. When we transition from one state to the next state and from that to the next higher and higher in God. I didn't say higher and higher in the church building. I didn't say higher and higher with people. But I say higher and higher elevation in God. And it might not have looked like it to the naked eye. See, because when we in a lot of stuff, we, we in the naked eye, if we look at it from the earth's point, if we look at it from the earth's perspective, the perspective of the world, it would look like Joseph, what, he, he wasn't going nowhere. It would look like he was a failure. It would look like he barren. It would look all of this stuff. But when you look, when you look at it through from the perspective of looking from the third heaven where we're supposed to be praying and sitting and all of that, you will understand that this is God, this is a process. Hallelujah. And we might say even a process of elimination because we are dropping off stuff. Every time these garments are changing, we get to think about the, the blind man sitting by the highway. That they refer to him as blind Bartimaeus. When Jesus called him, he threw away his his, his beggar's coat. Because he understood my expectation and my needs are going to be met by Jesus. Glory be to God. Not by all these men that's telling me to be quiet. They didn't walk by me for years and saw me sitting out here. Amen. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. And, um, we start at verses, verse six. And Joseph was the governor over the land. Now, I'm going to say this with, with all of this political drama that's in the land. A lot of people do not believe that God has anything to do with the, with the government. And people don't believe that um, the Christian, uh, the Christians, the born again believers, the church of Jesus Christ should have anything to do with the government. But yet, when we look at scripture, we see, well, who did you think that Sam, Samson was? They were the judges. <laughs> when we look at that, who was King David? The man after God's own heart. The one we just read about in South Church 51. He was the king. So we, we, we see this. Hallelujah. Throughout scripture. Hallelujah. And here is Joseph. He is the governor now. Over the land of Egypt. And he's able to affect change. Globally, through in the gift that he had of, of being able to interpret Pharaoh's dream, your gift will make room for you. You don't have to kill nobody. Your gift will make room for you. The Holy Spirit is given to you that every man should that you be able to prosper to uh 
prosper. Glory be to God. He's the governor over the land. This same land that he was sold into as a slave. This same land. He is second under Pharaoh. It's Pharaoh and then Joseph. We talking about this land that's into all types of idol worship. That got serve all of these God, gods of raw and all of this stuff. Now, how in the world did that happen? If you say today that we should not, the church, the, the believers of God, the ones that God gave dominion to, hallelujah, hallelujah, and give us power and tell us when they said Jesus teaches how to pray and he said that thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So we are supposed to be praying that the will of God be on heaven just like it is in earth. That earth be just like it is in heaven. And if we understand that we are ambassadors, we are from a whole nother kingdom and the kingdom of God that we're from, hallelujah, the kingdom of heaven, you know, and because the kingdom of God comes in us. Love, joy, and peace and righteousness. See, the fruits of the spirit and all of that is in us. So we are the kingdom. So wherever I am, the kingdom should be manifested. When the righteous are in charge, the people rejoice. Glory be to God. He is the governor over the land of Egypt. The man of God. How did that happen? <laughs> because they recognize the power of Joseph God and the wisdom of Joseph God was superior. And we'll see more of that. You will see more of that when Moses comes back. 400 and some years later, when he comes back to Egypt, you will see a different, whole different kingdom because Joseph and all of them have died out. And it's a power of who, and it's whose God is the most powerful because everything that Moses them do by God, Pharaoh called his magicians to do because the first person that he called when he had the dream was his magicians and all of his wise men, but they couldn't give him the interpretation of the dream. And now that God has given Joseph the interpret the, the, that Pharaoh understands that God, that this God, that Joseph serves, warned me of this great famine that would have destroyed me and all my people. See, that's what it's talking about, about being a leader. A leader is, he wants to survive and he wants his people and in, in the kingdom to survive. And he realizes this, this is a wise God. This is a powerful God. This is all knowing God, you know, because all of these things came to pass. And he said, there's none so wise in all the land. 
my God. When you show up with wisdom, hallelujah, glory be to God. They stoned Stephen in the books of Acts because he began to preach and tell them about their evil ways. And he was preaching the word of God. He was filled with the Holy Ghost and he was preaching. And they could not, they couldn't stand all of the wisdom and they stuffed their ears up and all of that and they stoned him. So here he is. He's the governor over Egypt. I want that just to sit in. He's not worshiping Ra. And everybody know that he's serving a different God. But the wise men, the magicians, they were all in agreement with Pharaoh that Joseph should be the governor. Isn't that something? And it lets us know when we look around, we got a lot of work to do. Glory be to God. And it was he that sold to all the people of the land. And Joseph's brethren came and bowed down themselves before him with their faces to the earth. And Joseph saw his brethren and he knew them, but made himself stranger to them. Now, I want to give you a little background with that. So go with me to Genesis 41 and I want to read I want to bring us up I want to read verse I'm going to start Genesis 41 I'm going to start with verses 46 so that we can understand I'm going to bring you up to where this is starting and Joseph was 30 years old when he stood before Pharaoh king of Egypt and Joseph went out from the presence of Pharaoh and went throughout all the land of Egypt now he's executing the plan that God gave him, right? Of storing up the corn. Uh-huh. In the years of plenty. And in the seven plentiful years, the earth brought forth by handfuls. And he gathered up all the food of the seven years, which were in the land of Egypt, and laid up the food in the cities. The food in the field, which was round about every city, lay he up in the same. And Joseph gathered corn as the sand of the sea, very much until he left numbering, for it was without number. And unto Joseph were born two sons before the years of the famine came, which Asenath, the daughter of Potiphar, priests of own bear unto him. And Joseph called the name of the firstborn Manasseh, for God said he have made me forget all my toil and all my father's house. And he named of the second called he Ephraim, for God have caused me to be fruitful in the land of my affliction. And the seven years of plenteous that was in the land of Egypt were ended. Okay, so that was during the first seven years. Now we're finna go over into the famine. See, because when God give us revelatory dreams, dreams of warning, 
And then he gives us the wisdom, you see, because you can't be a leader and you can't not have wisdom. You know, uh, my people perish for the lack of knowledge. You know, you, we need knowledge and we need wisdom of what to do, how to do it, how to interact with people, you know. And so we think about when King Solomon, anything that he could have had, he said, I need wisdom. So I don't know what to, how to lead these people. Okay, verse 53. And the seven years of plenteous that was in the land of Egypt were ended. And the seven years of drought began to come, according as Joseph had said. And the drought was in all lands, but in all the land of Egypt there was bread. And when all the land of Egypt was famished, the people cried to Pharaoh for bread. And Pharaoh said unto all the Egyptians, Go unto Joseph, what he said to you, do. And the famine was all over the face of the earth. <clears throat> it was a global fam famine. So it wasn't just in Egypt. Yes, God. And Joseph opened all the storehouses and sold unto the Egyptians. And the famine waxed sore in the land of Egypt. And all countries came into Egypt to Joseph for to buy corn because that the famine was sore in all lands. This was a worldwide, this was a global famine in all the lands. Even in the land of Canaan, all the lands. But because God, with his good self, gave this ungodly king a dream that this was going to happen. And he had the man of God in place to be able to interpret that dream. And be in place where he could be the governor and execute the plan. And now that he is executing the plan. Now, remember, he said the first seven years was good. If the famine, now this is something else I wanted to say. If the famine had started in the fifth year of the good and plenty then it would have been a mess. Joseph would have been killed right off. See, so you got to know what God said and stand on it. And when the end of the seven years came, if there hadn't have been no famine, because you best believe everybody was looking and everybody was watching and everybody was counting. And had God, had he missed it, or had God not uh, said that, had he said his own word, because we see all of it came to pass. Amen. And so that father elevated Joseph in their eyes because it came to pass. Some things take time. 
you know, to, to see, is this really what God said? You couldn't tell that day, you know, that this is what that it, it would be. Because if somebody tell me, well, God said, you're going to do this, this, this. Well, they didn't give me a time. So when the first year is over with, can I really say that it was a false prophecy? Because there was no time given. You know, but God told them this is happening right now. <laughs> and seven years, and then that was seven years of drought. So that's what we saying, you know, is it's so important for us to have that prayer of forgiveness and restoration and being converted and being cleansed so that we can hear the voice of God clearly. Because here we saw that all the world, all human life, you know, uh, suffered with this famine because it was all over the land. Now, if Egypt had been wiped out, then where would Joseph's family had came to get corn? Amen. So somebody might say, well, was, 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 uh, that's why we, we look and we see it rains on the just as well as the unjust. Because if your house is beside mine and I get rain and you don't get any rain, you know, and the next person, they get rain. It doesn't mean that you're in right standing with God. We just serve a loving God. And we call that grace and mercy. Amen. So now we understand why Joseph's brethren are showing up on the scene. Now, I want you to remember the dreams that Joseph had when he was 17 and still living at his father's house with his brothers. And now we, we are seeing the manifestation of the dream because Joseph didn't understand the dreams. His father and brother, them they didn't understand the dreams. Now, he had those dreams before Pharaoh had his dream. And we see how it's all connected. Amen. Hallelujah. And Joseph, verse 6. So then once we go into 42. Amen. Now, when Jacob, and verse 1. Now, when Jacob saw that there was corn in Egypt, that's Joseph's father. Jacob said unto his sons, why do you look one upon another? And he said, behold, I have heard that there is corn in Egypt. Get ye down thither and buy for us from thence that we may live and not die. You see, God is preserving Jacob. Right? Because he's already told Abraham before Isaac was even born. That they're going to go down in Egypt. And they're going to be enslaved 400 years. Nothing that's a surprise to God. And he will let you know what's happening. Okay. Because Joseph said, go down there. Because if we don't get some corn, we're going to die. Because that's a natural law. That we need food. We need substance. We need food and victuals. You know, whatever you call food, you know, we need food. 
the cattle needed to eat. <clears throat> Jacob and his sons, and, and, and they were married and had kids. You know, they all need to eat. Because remember what I just read, that Joseph was 30 years old when he stood before Pharaoh about the dream. So he was 17 when he got sold and saved. So we see that there's at least 13 years in the process, in this transformation from going from one state to being able to stand before Pharaoh. Because you can't stand from before Pharaoh, who is the, the sovereign leader over Egypt. Meaning he's the king, he's the pharaoh. He can say, off with your head and that's it. There ain't nobody that can say anything. And so we can't, a lot of, and we see King David anointed as a child, as a young boy, lad as well. And we see that it was some years before he actually sat on the throne. But during those years, we see a process taking place getting rid of that, putting on this, putting out this. And we see them having good times and bad times. We see them learning and gaining knowledge and wisdom so that when they get to where they need to be, they are of value. They have matured and they have godly character. You see, and so there's a part, you know, if, if someone said, I see God calling you into the ministry, it doesn't mean today, but that he's giving me um, like some, some wisdom and knowledge of what's going on in me. And he's allowed, giving me instruction. I need to start preparing. I need to be in the word. I need to be fasting. I need to be praying. I need to be seeking God. I need to be doing these things. Because so then when my time comes, I'm ready. Apostle Paul said, when I was a child, I thought as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. Because you can't stand in front of Pharaoh as a 17-year-old boy. But he had history in Egypt. He was... Joseph was kind of like Moses. Moses was kind of like Joseph, let me say, because they they both kind of grew up in close proximity, living with the Egyptians, learning their customs, learning their language. Because when Joseph, uh, you know, he's, you know, learning the language of these people. Now we remember in the in the book of uh, Ezekiel when God sent Ezekiel, uh, He called him a watchman. He said, "Now I'm not sending you to people of a strange language, but I'm sending you to the house of Israel. So yet you were Jews, they Jews, y'all know the same language. You know what's what. You know how they live, the custom, and all of that. But here Joseph goes to a land, and and these people is speaking uh, Egyptian." And he does it. So he had to learn the language. He grew up there. He was working. His worth ethic. And all of that. Because here is the jailer. 
here, here is these people that he have interacted with that are speaking to Pharaoh with their lives on the line. As, as far as the integrity and, and, and the wisdom of this young man. Because if he had got out of the prison and come into Pharaoh and he hadn't have been able to interpret that dream, then anybody that vouched for Joseph would have been killed. Amen. So we see that Jacob is sending his sons, Joseph's brothers, to him to get corn. Amen. And Joseph, that's verse 6, and Joseph was the governor over the land, and he it was that sold to all the people of the land. And Joseph's brethren came and bowed down themselves before him with their faces to the earth. Now, does that sound familiar? Does that sound familiar? You remember the dream about the sheaves bowing? Okay. And Joseph saw his brother and he knew them, but made himself stranger to them and spoke roughly unto them. And he said unto them, whence come ye? And they said, from the land of Canaan to buy food. So now, okay, so we said that Joseph was 30 when he stood before Pharaoh. Okay, then we know there was seven years of good. So that puts him at 37. And it was two years before, at least two years before his brothers, the, the drop got bad enough for him, for him them to come. So we looking at Joseph being almost, you know, 39, 40-ish in, in that age bracket, right? And so remember, his brother saw him when he was 17. And so Joseph is, is the governor of Egypt. He, 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 his whole dress is different. His whole mannerisms is, are different. His, and his whole attire is different. You see, you know, everything is different. So that he knows them, but they don't know him. Amen. And, and, and so as we get into this, because once the process is finished, and you haven't seen a person in a lot of time, but they've been in secret working with God. When I'm saying secret, I'm saying in the secret place. So you may not have ran across somebody and, and me, may run into them three or four years later. And they like a totally different person. You know, they, they walking in, they calling now. You, you you may thought you can handle that person. You can't handle that person the way that you used to could because they're not that child anymore and they're not going to handle it. They're not going to take it. You know, have you ever met people and, and they grown up now in God or in the natural? You know, you, 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 uh, as, as a, as a parent and as a mother, as a grandmother, you know, or, or your nieces and stuff. You you may you you don't deal with them now like you did when they were young. You know, even if you got something to tell them, 
you 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 labor to find out how to say it you know because you're in, y'all both are in different places now imagine how that would feel for joseph to see them after all this time these are the ones that sold me away in the set, I, I lost all of this time with my father. I lost all of this time with my mother. And they just, you know, I, how do I get that time back? We see sometimes people being released from prison where they were locked up unjustly. And they said they were innocent. They were locked. The evidence, you know, and it didn't really 100%, but because of who they were and who the other people were because doing racism, doing bigotries or hatreds or however, you know, false witnesses, 